We are now recording on the proper sexy mics. Hooray! Things are sexy again, don't worry. Ooh, we pulled out of that one at the last minute. Should we just use the original footage and then cut into this? <laughs> no, probably not. Hey, it's Engineering Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Brian. Welcome back for another Hang in the Laboratory, where we, uh, thankfully, this episode realized that we weren't on our proper radio mics only two minutes in to a recording session. We almost sounded really bad. Thanks for coming to hang out. And special thanks, as always, to our backers, our supporters, who throw us as little as a buck a month i think now i forget how the structure works or as much as a million dollars you know but it's it 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 covers the bills keep this thing going so thank you uh if you want to jump in there you go to support.zengineeringpodcast.com and that will be redirected to wherever the best place to do that is (laughs) so what's up it's just the two of us we're just this week hanging out just two of us hanging out and chatting i can't speak to how often the just the two of us episodes do come out these days since we've been rolling guests into production but i find that the gap is just far enough that every time to make the joke about just the two of us the song mm-hmm. particularly imagining dr evil <laughs> in my head singing it it's 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 still ripe pickings for that joke on the frequency by which we do podcasts our listeners yes, love it. It's the, the, it's the top thing we get emails about is how hilarious <laughs> our references to Will Smith songs are. Outstanding. So what are we talking about this week? <laughs> we this week are discussing the topic of dun, da, 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 working remotely. I think I, I feel like the narrative is out there broadly about the idea of, you know, like, uh, companies that have fully remote workforces. So it's just like what I guess people uh, define define working remotely. Like what do they mean when they're talking about uh, I have a, a remote workforce? Well, we're talking about people that don't go to a centralized office. Right. Like ourselves. Uh, I work from a room down the hall from my living room and my kitchen and my bedroom uh, and have for... 10 years no yeah 10 years 2019 you guys had an office for a little while with oh we, industrial we, interface yeah, we, we had, live in downtown remember that we did we did you're right we had we had actual office space for a couple years and you tried um, out the legit uh garage office space for a little while yeah i had a great office in the garage well until recently i've had space in like extra i i literally worked in in like TV Extra startup space spaces, your... like weird houses with yeah. roommates that didn't work <laughs> at the company and all kinds of strange stuff. Now yeah. I live with my wife in a regular house and have an office like an adult, but like a weird modern adult who doesn't go to an office. <laughs> right. To yeah. They, office. Right. So oh, it's, it's funny that you present it as weird modern, right? Because it's that idea of like, here's the new workforce and this is what it looks like. That's just a conversation that's always been happening, right? Like, It's probably but, not that modern either. It's probably very old fashioned. But it's weird because this time it's digital. So there are weird replicable things in there where it's just like, oh, we don't have to worry about road infrastructure to keep this intact. That's that's like a big burden to have lifted. If my city floods, like our company doesn't fall apart. It's fantastic that I don't have to use roads to get to work. (laughs) I don't have to use roads to do much of anything. It's amazing if you don't, drive to work your car doesn't do a whole lot or certainly doesn't have to i think it's important to hit up front that we both not only are working remotely for our jobs but we also are in positions of trying to figure out how to manage a team working on a project like also remotely and there's weird parts of that because if you're not in the same base you don't have those interactions potentially of like hey i saw you on the way to the bathroom and here's the thing that i you know that i thought to talk about blah 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 
you, but then you still have to there's a there's a there's a like weird cultural questions how do you do a remote team like yeah you 100 uh, lose all of the like organic uh team interactions and team building and like that stuff's that stuff goes out the window you got to work really hard at that stuff it's really easy to find quiet time to do work though that's uh, not true because either. you just not true either. because you just shut off the <laughs> notification channels yeah or you close your door you close your app you close your web browser you close your email you close your communication you close your <laughs> chat you close your text message you close twitter you close your google search <laughs> maybe it's worse you actually have like 700 doors to your office <laughs> people can sneak in all of them so I think there's a narrative that kind of goes with this that I've been seeing pop up in, in, you know, the media sources I follow for whatever that's worth is this notion of a talent crisis. Like we we're expanding technology and what software can do at such a rate that even though it feels like so much crazy shit is happening, they can't hire enough software engineers, mm -hmm. which is creating a really interesting dynamics where they're invested now in we got to find a way to train these people to be, to know how to do this stuff. Uh, so they can, so we can use them and it's all essentially knowledge work, right? Like it's all stuff you can do with your brain and a connection to the internet. And it's sufficiently fast. You like smartphone. Uh, honestly, there's no reason you couldn't write code with a smartphone. It, it's not the ideal interface. <laughs> Every programmer just went, oh. <laughs> right. A bunch of people just threw up on their phone. Now their phone's broken. <laughs> and more like aneurysms. Blood just sprayed out of programmers' eyes. And go, so as <laughs> as part of that, but like, so, so, so companies are having to explore. It's not just like to to get to that talent and use that talent, there's this thing of like, well, do you pay what the extra cost would be to have that organic interaction piece? Or can you jumpstart without it and then sort of figure out where to go from there? And, and there are people that appreciate the remote work lifestyle, which I think both of us can speak to. But like, uh, part of it is also motivated by conversations I have with people about what they want in a job, the people, the talented people in the sphere where we need people like, Hey, help, help us out with these problems. Want things like I live in the wilderness and I go hiking on the weekend. Uh, and then otherwise I, you know, come in and work. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, there's, uh, there's a, uh, I think the first thing we have to be clear about is that we recognize there are jobs that can't be remote yet. I used to have one. I used to work at a manufacturing plant and I was responsible for all the machines. Uh, there were things I could do from my desk. I networked a lot of our machines so I could monitor them and stuff, but I had to be there to turn wrenches at the end of the day, you know? So that's still can't, still can't do that. There's still actual, <laughs> there's still a lot of actual jobs. We have to be somewhere. I literally have a post-it on my desk at work that says turn wrenches. <laughs> <laughs> I never get to turn wrenches anymore. All I do is type on keys. <laughs> Uh, I, I actively keep the turning of wrenches in my workflow or I, or I go crazy. All of my beautiful wrenches are in a, in a beautiful toolbox, um, like four feet from me and they never come out. So, so, you know, I think the number one thing that people bring up is flexibility, right? Yeah. Like the sort of pulling off remote work involves a certain amount of flexibility where, uh, like you know, trying to think about like vacation policies is a thing that I'm having to do now. What a weird, it's very complicated. What a, what a weird like formula to be. But then at the same time, I have people who I would want to come work for me, like you know, young analysts and stuff, who who every time we talk to them in an interview and we say, well, you know, are you willing to take like half the pay, you know, in exchange for the flexibility of you can do this from wherever you want, and they like. I am stunned at the number of them that go, yes, fuck yes, I, I <laughs> right think away. The idea of working <laughs> at an office has been demonized so much that people who haven't done yeah. it are probably, t some people are probably terrified. Um, there's there's a lot about it that is, uh, well, again, let's, let's be clear here with the differences. You work remotely at an office, you leave your house and go to an office space. 
uh, but you chose where that office. Yeah, that's space a differentiation. Is. I have a note it's your here office, for, right? Space. So it's not necessarily it's not necessarily even anti office, right. you know. It's uh, or even anti like uh, people, you know. I just I I work at a co working space in a single office. So for anyone that works at a WeWork or something, like I'm that guy who who knows what he's up to in that office across the hallway, <laughs> <laughs> like whatever, you know, because WeWork's a very glass. So you're kind of in this like fishbowl situation. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> no, it's not because there's the loneliness problem tied into, uh, into remote working. It's sort of like you can feel isolated from everything, even if you have this team of people that you're in contact with like Perfect. every day. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, it's an interesting part of that, right? Cause it is, is it for me, is that about just having the space or is it actually about the WeWork experience of, you know, you're still exposed yeah. to entrepreneurs and people that are working on things, just not working on your thing, you know, it, it, all the time. This conversation right away takes me to the, the thought that it, that we're really not talking about working remotely. We're talking about just a whole new way of thinking about how time is managed and who you work with and where you have to be and when you have to be there. Uh, rules for engagement with other people you work with. I think it, it started as work remote long ago, right? But that was always applied with the, okay, well, you're still going to work nine to five. You're going to check in, sign into your stuff, sit at your computer, be available right. at your phone, um, which is still important and still is like kind of kind of necessary a lot of the time. Uh, but there's right. there's this... There's there are all these other things that come with it that are inevitable, right? If you ask someone to work from their home, that person is 100% going to do their laundry during the day sometimes. <laughs> Probably like while they're on a phone call, they'll be folding laundry. And you can't right. do anything about it. Yeah, it, there's an interesting part of that level of management where it's not any different if you're all in one place. Those are just meetings and you're not in on all the meetings. And you are in on the meetings that are pertinent to you. And, and, and just like so many of those meetings should have been emails, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like and once you have that realization, it's like, okay, how far is, you know, other than the intangible human element of everyone being in the same space that I, I don't want to deny, but I do also think could maybe be cured by VR. Uh, it sort of comes down to, yeah, this whole, like it's a completely different lifestyle the fact of having the flexibility to like, we have people on the East coast. So I'm basically live on East coast time, but on the West and I'm like, I'm kind of good with it. Checking out at four leaves me time in the evening to do things, get home, make dinner. <laughs> I have blocked reading time for work reading, but it's like, I'm not setting up meetings about projects at that time of day. Um, you know, and it's just an interesting phenomenon because it's sort of like, I, I don't go out at night much because I'm up at five. And because you're old. Uh, <laughs> and because I'm old. Anyway, so I think those are all just sort of uh, perspectives <laughs> on, you know, like where where the experience of remote working, but also working with other people who are also remote, and especially like if, if, if you're in a management or planning capacity. Like part of it is, okay, how do we centralize communication about what's going on to the extent that everyone can keep moving forward with whatever they're working on? Well, that's on? an interesting part of working remotely. I think it requires you to do a bunch of the stuff that you should have been doing in your office anyway, but you have to do it or you absolutely can't get stuff done. And so because of the level of coordination that it, it kind of asks for, I want to say requires you can get stuff done without being that organized, but all of the tools that have been developed for teams to work remotely also are just incredible efficiency tools, right? They keep you so organized. They allow you to accomplish so much with fewer meetings, fewer conversations, fewer questions. Um, it, it's kind of, it's part of, part of the reason we can work, work remotely is because of digital things and those digital things are, but the, it also like asks for those digital things, right? So how much is your excitement about that motivated by the fact that that efficiency potentially introduces more time to work on the project or more time to go to the gym or, you know, do your laundry, Both. listen to a podcast 
or oh. whatever. I mean, right? it's interesting because I I've, um, I've been working I I've been working remotely kind of or at least in like a really small company space for ten years, and uh, I used to uh, I've I've only gone to an office in like a traditional corporate job at a big company for a short period, a few years at the beginning of my career, and I loved that job. I worked on on really cool, complicated stuff that taxed my brain. But I never, ever, ever remember at the end of a day at that job being like, I have exhausted every bit of energy to get something done. Uh, and I can, no, I can no longer work. I've used all of my juice to, to accomplish tasks. I had really productive days. I had lots of days where I was like, man, I, I crushed it today. I just I worked all day. I was in the zone. I got a lot of stuff done. Um, but there's 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 a different I sometimes I'll only work five hours, but I'm just so organized and I'm so focused. It's a legitimate like my my perspective on what I think you're describing comes from the context of sports. And I, I have a background as a sprinter. So you know, like I went into this sport training at a high level for improving a race that was literally hopefully 45 <laughs> seconds long. Don't, don't even get to a minute. Uh, you know, and like there, it makes, it, it forces you to focus on the validity of the notion that someone that just dominates for four hours a day could be just as valuable as somebody yeah. who does, you know, puts in their, mm -hmm. their 12 hours over here and i think the notions of like gig economies and remote work like overlap with this idea of uh i should be able to just deploy those four hours at that price <laughs> and then do nothing else if i don't want to and that's what i'm getting paid for like the value in the chunk of time that i'm giving to you to like it, it forces us to, it's, it's become flexible enough as a way to earn things that it's like people can have five, six, seven gigs, you know, the people drive for Uber and Lyft and then you do another thing. Like I don't know, stuff just gets so weird in the space of working and I don't know, everything gets you know, digitized, right? But I think what you're talking about is like the, the sensation when you have this idea of like, I'm supposed to go in here and I'm supposed to dominate all day and that's my job is like sometimes the form that that takes, especially when you're trying to strategize and plan is like, you got to just walk in a circle and feel frustrated for two days. And then on the third day, you're like, okay, I think I have a thing, but like where that thing comes from is like, I don't know. And so you can't, you can't speed it up. Cause you can't go like, here's the decision-making blah, 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 blah. Like, um, and then when that shows up, it takes three hours of writing or whatever. And then, and then we have the thing that we needed and it's more like project oriented than this feeling of I'm supposed right. to keep this sustained, like, you know, manufacturing, like, I wonder how much my, uh, my distaste for office, uh, like traditional office life was me just having a bad attitude about it in the sense that like, I felt I felt as though I was supposed to look like I was working at every moment. And so anytime I stopped to take a break, there were just other people there who were looking at me and I was assuming they were judging me for not working. And that's a weird cultural thing to be able to remove with a remote, you know, like it's, there are pros and cons, which is actually a perfect segue into the next thing I had, which was, uh, I think what's your, what's your, what, let's do your favorite th thing. And your least favorite thing about okay. working remotely. Gosh, I have so many favorite things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just, I can't imagine <laughs> that anyone wouldn't prefer this if they, uh, if once they had some time to adjust to it and if their like company was built around it uh, and they could, and if they could, I, again, I want to be very clear that I recognize a lot of people, maybe most people s still don't have this as a real valid option for their business, but um, my favorite thing, man, you know, anytime I actually have to drive somewhere during the day, my favorite thing at that moment is a hundred percent that I don't have to commute to work, uh, especially living in Southern California. I used to, uh, commute 30 miles to work 
which was really fast in the morning. Uh, and in the afternoons, it could be as long as two hours to get home, which is just absolutely intolerable. If I lost an extra three hours of my day right now in my life, it would it would be the end of my life. I, I, I would have to cut out dinner and lunch and breakfast. I could never work out again. Uh, right. It, like how would how would it happen? So uh, not commuting. It saves money. It saves gas. It doesn't pollute. Uh, I don't need like a nice new car. My car's 20 years old and looks like trash because it mostly just sits in my driveway. Uh, I don't get that ridiculous frustration that I get behind the wheel, which I think is intrinsic in humans. We can talk. That's a good one to talk about in another episode. Why? Why we think that is. But um, that that there are a lot of things I like, but that one sometimes just when I think about the rest of humanity and the amount of time of our lives we spend sitting in cars right now and all the effort going into like fixing cars, quote unquote, fixing them. Yeah. Moving meat around is, you know, tax. <laughs> Unless it's in your belly and it's delightful. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, like my, I think I already articulated earlier what it probably ends up being my favorite thing about it, but it's just the flexibility of schedule. Is that your doorbell? It was. It was my doorbell. So strange when the That's doorbell standing. rings. Like just the flexibility of scheduling. It really lets me just potentially have a day where I am the most productive in the capacity where I'm needed to keep the like project moving forward. But it involves weird things where I'm, you know, if I need to go to the gym in the middle of the day because it's a head clearing thing for me, like I'm just going to do it and we'll figure out the meetings that need to happen and the communication needs to happen around that piece instead of around this idea of this deadline's coming up. Everybody be at the office. <laughs> right. <You> know, like... <laughs> that's, a, that's a tension that you apply to a situation that isn't necessarily functional. Uh, we can play tennis right. with like things we like and then a round of things we dislike and then another round of things we like. I have a lot of both. Uh, right? and, what do you dislike? Uh, what, do you, what do you miss? I would say is a better way to say it. Uh, that's, a, that's, a nice, that's a nicer way to ask the question. It's a different question though when you say it that right. way. Uh, dislike slash miss for me, they generally fall in the same cat. They're, they're the same things, but the first one that comes to mind is the, uh, the connection that you get with people that you work with. I noticed this when we, we, we occasionally get together, uh, in person, um, as a business, yeah, we do quarterly and, and quarterly offsites yeah, where we get everybody I'm trying, in the same place. I, for, I, uh, we all want to do that more because you recognize how much humanity there is in physically being in the same place with the people that you work with. Um, it makes a huge, huge difference, right? There's just bonding that happens between animals that doesn't happen on video chat. Um, and, and that's really important. And that also that expands out into functionality, right? There are things that are there are things that are harder to do, right? I don't get to whiteboard with people. I absolutely, I lament every day that I don't get to like stand at whiteboards and pass dry erase markers back and forth with people and, and frantically draw diagrams and rapidly erase things and lists. And that's fun, right? That's fun. And, and there's a productivity style to that that's different. Uh, it's just a creative process that I, that I enjoy and can't, can't do that the same way, right? There, you lose that, you lose something about the energy and the free flow of ideas is, is harder. Uh, in a remote space. So um, all that stuff kind of rolls up in the same concept for me. And and I both miss that a lot. Uh, some days I don't need to do that at any of those things every day, right? I don't, I don't want to socialize with my, right. uh, with anybody. I don't want to socialize with every, anyone every day, right? I, I've got stuff to do. Um, and you need time alone at work too, but it would be great to have some of that back. Uh, and, and I also uh, dislike that that's not available remotely, right? It, it's challenging, uh, and it's sad that you don't get that more often. Do you think it's a solvable problem with something like VR or do you think it's intangible? I think it's solvable in like a f still very future sci-fi sense. Um, we've talked about exploring this some recently. Um, so maybe I'll be trying this, <laughs> trying some remote. Like as, as a company? Uh, not as a mean? company, just with some of my some of my nerdy coworkers. Um, Your so, reports. Uh, I don't think that's, I don't think that's replaceable yet. We're talking decades probably until you actually have like real presence. And I can barely tell that it's not my friend in the room. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's really solvable and quite in, it's not quite replaceable. It will be lacking. We have a friend who is 
her uh, PhD thesis is about uh, robots and loneliness. <laughs> Lonely robots? Or <laughs> And her study, the results of her study uh, lead me to believe that the bar is way lower than anyone anticipates cool. when it comes to how quickly you can feel empathetic for a what feels like an artificial thing in your life. Yeah, I mean, video... It's, it's interesting. I, I only really discovered video chat... Uh, when I moved into my position at, at the company I work at now and kind of when we started podcasting, those were around the same time. And before that, I hadn't really needed it. Uh, I worked at home, but I worked at home with a few other people and I lived with them. So I kind of, it's actually not fair to say that I worked remotely, right? I worked at an office. It just happened to be my house before. So there's a, there's a right. lot of peculiarities and, and different situations going on here. But um, now I truly work remotely and from home, right? I, no one I work with is is basically ever physically in my presence. Uh, the closest person is is 15 miles, 10 miles away. Uh, the furthest is literally as far as they can be in the continental United States, right? So we have two people in one place. So I have an office and our uh, VP of biz dev has an office in the same mm-hmm. we work. Uh, but we basically behave mm-hmm. remotely like for the good of the team, you know, so I don't see him around as much. We do our meetings in person, but a lot of the team meetings That's and funny. stuff, he's just like up in his office. Um, like we're not in the same office cause it's, it actually works better to just keep the remote pieces sort of remote. Even if you have social things together in the same space, it's, it's also just easier a lot of the time. Right. Uh, and we, we have a similar situation. We have, we have a, a handful of people that go to a physical office together. And so they're there. I mean, I know they, they hang out and get lunch together and, and brainstorm together and have meetings in the same space. But <clears throat> a lot of the time when we take calls, they'll all be on the call, but they'll all be at their computer or at their desk. Right. Like there's convenience, right? You computers are such a part of, of what a lot of people do, especially right. at a technology co- or a software based technology company. Um, and so you, you need your computer, you need your interface, you're looking stuff up, you're sharing, you're sharing <laughs> screen. You'd be how much easier right. is it? Your terminal. It's so much easier to share a screen <laughs> than to go fidget with like a projector screen in an office space and have everyone have to like come find a chair and squeeze in and right. hook up yeah. your stuff. Like that's a nightmare. We can just send a link to people now and everyone's got the information right. and cozy and like the nice office chair that they've customized for themselves. That's like healthy for their body. And hopefully <laughs> Both of us are shifting in our complicated I'm office chairs all of a sudden. So that my it my made me realize how much I'm right slouching back into this, you know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, I think everything you brought up overlaps with the post it I'm showing you on video. <laughs> post it right says, it says high, high fructose, high fives, <laughs> high, fives. high fives. You know, like, it, yeah, you lose that team dynamic of just, you know, good talk. Right. You know, fist bump, you know, move on. But also like I, I we also just shifted to product management, so, but like project management mm-hmm. software that I literally chose because it's more delightful. Yeah. It's just, it has, it's like, I feel it's fun to check off tasks it's so in fun there. To check off tasks. Uh, <laughs> and it's because of high fives. It's because like occasionally a unicorn goes whoop yeah. across the screen randomly, not randomly. I think it's actually cal- calibrated by an algorithm for uh it should be cali- calibrated by an algorithm to maximize the happiness that employs like variable reinforcement to maxify maximize it better be uh behavioral attachment <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah you know the, the there's a specific there's a specific type of conversation that is that is very hard to replicate remotely and for me, it often is it's it's on the more creative side. It's and it's like the accidental big picture brainstorm creative thing that happens when like a couple people are Holy hanging on, hanging around at the end of the day or in the middle of the day, and they're both like they're all kind of like in a slump and they're like shooting the shit about something random. And then that kind of like spins back to work and someone's like, Hey man, I was thinking about the blah 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 the other day, and it seems like maybe we should try out this thing I was thinking about. And everyone's like, oh, that's a cool idea. And you, there's this like side tangent non-planned, non-organized, organic creativity that I find it's very abstract. It's, it's a total BS description I just gave. But 
because that thing has been hard to reproduce, right? When you're remote, everything you do is kind of very conscious. Like if you're going to talk to someone, you do it on purpose. You never have an accidental conversation. Um, and so we try to, we've tried some things to do that. I don't think we've tried aggressively enough. Like sometimes we'll just hang out on video chat uh, so people can chat. But you, you start to become so aware of these other things that are affecting you, right? When I'm on video chat, it affects my brain in a very interesting way. I'm, I'm aware that there's like a person in the room kind of. And so it makes me less able to do the things I would normally do. And it's, it's a strange, you, you notice a lot of strange little peculiarities about right. being an animal. You know, like they become culture questions. Because mm-hmm. I think at least as a startup where we are right now, like centralizing that workforce is just not, like we can't pay for it right now. Yeah. You know, it costs to centralize something that started that is currently right. not centralized. Essentially, there's there's a, is, there's a lot of interesting things about it that about remote work or flexible work schedules, environments, locations, whatever. When when possible now, uh, there are just these big aspects to it that just they. Why would you make people do those things? Why would you make people sit in traffic? just because we've like always kind of worked in a, in a local space, there are benefits to being in a local space, but there are absolutely benefits to not being in that space too. And so you have these huge things you get to slice out, right? Like we've, we've, we've had a bunch of people at our company uh, when we hired them, they were in traditional office jobs and they like immediately they're like, I'm out of here. Screw this place. I'm moving where I've always wanted to live, you know? And that's beautiful. That's wonderful. Right. Not only does that like spread around uh, economic, activity to like other places that don't have these centralized hubs of business but it's people are like by their families now that's amazing what a huge what a huge wonderful perk for the person but also something really awesome to enable through a company i think the weird part is it then throws up this thing where you realize the things that you need to proactively put into culture basically like you get to this interesting place of okay you gotta figure out like one of the greatest multipliers you can apply to any problem you're trying to solve is team and culture mm-hmm. stuff, right? Really like, is. uh, philosophies yeah. take hold in a much different way than, uh, like technological solutions totally. do there, you know, so, so, so we like what I'm trying to, what I'm chasing is like injecting events that are almost like a social event more so than they're like a, mm-hmm. like a, so how do you recreate the opportunity for interaction that you're talking about, mm-hmm. the accident space, like how do you recreate that in the context through the fact of like, you can control schedules, you can get people at a yeah. place at a time. Uh, you know, how often should that just be for uh, like a book club or something, you know? We're going to all listen to this audio book yeah. and then talk and discuss we, we it. We have a book club uh, channel in our Slack. It's literally just called book yeah. club, I think. Yeah, book club. It's got a message in it right now too. Someone's talking about book club right now on a Saturday. <laughs> you know, is this is this uh, this is for your yeah. your job job? My job job. My my okay. one of like seven thousand Slack <laughs> groups I'm part of. My job could also possibly fit that description True. right now too, since I looped you into that channel newly. You know, it just like it, it, it creates a chance for the free type of discussion that where people say like, well, this is crazy. But like, what if we try this? Then you go, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good idea. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I think uh, remote work lends itself well to my sort of natural state of my personality, which is close the door and let me be in peace and just do a thing, like just do a task. Uh, and and that right. is not okay <laughs> when you're working uh even in general when you're working with other people right that that's not how you deal it's not how you like engage with other humans and so when you're remote you really have to fight that impulse if that's your natural natural tendency and so um well it's a fair impulse though it's just a matter of like harnessing it right like i i i enjoy deep work the way that i'm able to get to a lot of the ideas that i have is stuff like I, I gotta unplug from the notification drip for a couple hours here or there, or the possibility mm-hmm. that I'm gonna get phone called or whatever, right? Like, do not disturb mode is my best friend for certain chunks of mm-hmm. the day where, like, it just I have to keep I gotta keep papers coming out the door, or <laughs> like the lights don't stay on. So it's a weird, it's a it's an interesting position to be in. Um, but also, you know, it's exciting. I mean, it's a cool. 
everything's, uh, I know I can do that thing. It's just about like, I have this weird inertia where I'm like, I got to write a thing. Uh, I really need the first 20 minutes of that to just get over the hump of Mm -hmm. getting started on writing an essay is, is hard. So we haven't Um, talked about the flip side of this, which is your personal life interwoven with business now, because that's the other component. So yeah, like you suggested, um, uh, you know, we haven't talked about, we, we've talked a lot about like the work and the work culture and that kind of piece, what it means to be part of that workforce, uh, professionally, but like, uh, on the personal side, there are weird, you know, things that are, that that's, they're still impacted or, you know, like there's still an evol- like there's a behavior is uh behavior. Right. And there's this weird technological piece of like, Oh, do you get, like you work at home and so you might think, okay, flexibility, I can go to the grocery store and get vegetables. Uh, like, and I, no, I still don't want to do that. <laughs> and so like, talk to me about, uh, you know, uh, you work at home, you have a flexible schedule, you know, generally we kind of talked about all that stuff. Why do you still get vegetable delivery? <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Yeah. <laughs> like farm well, box. Or whatever, right? I get I have imperfect produce, which is a different conversation whether that works or not, right? But it is a mechanism of like fresh vegetables show up at my door. Well, a lot of the stuff that you have to do as like personal tasks around your life in general anyway, regardless of where you work, I still don't want to do those tasks. So if I can avoid going to the grocery store, uh, fantastic. And uh, for a long time now, I mean, I almost never go to like a consumer goods store target or walmart or wherever people buy things clothing and stuff i almost never do that right everything that would need to be part of my like stuff in my house uh i buy on amazon which good or bad (laughs) or or i guess i also walk i'll walk to like little shops and stuff occasionally for clothing and stuff or whatever but um there's even a farmer's market like once a week within. Yeah, I mean, I, I live in a place, pretty urban environment. I'm I'm downtown in a big city, so yeah. Uh, there's multiple grocery stores within walking distance. Uh, the farmer's market every Sunday. Um, lots of little shops and stuff. So, so, so delivery is convenience for you. It's not about a lack of access. Yeah. Right. Like what when you were when 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 I first wrote this note down, <laughs> you were talking about like it has complete <laughs> it has completely changed your relationship to the vegetable <laughs> as a food yeah group. there's a there's a <laughs> my my wife and i started getting an uh vegetable box like a vegetable <laughs> delivery service uh i don't know six weeks two months ago and i i used to get these i've gotten these a lot of been through this a lot but um it's the first time we've gotten it in our in our relationship at our place um and uh it there's definitely something weird psychologically going on that's different um, from me going and shopping for vegetables. Uh, and we're trying to figure it out. It's messing with our head. There's some, there's, we have a totally different relationship with the vegetables that are delivered to us than the vegetables that we have to go buy. And I surmise that there's some sort of, there's some sort of like, uh, angsty, uh, uh, resentment that I have towards vegetables that I have to purchase myself because it's difficult to go to the grocery store and buy vegetables instead of buying cornbread and ice cream and kettle chips and cheese, right? Like I want those things so badly when I'm in the grocery store that (laughs) it's like hard for me to get a bunch of vegetables. Um, And so just having this delightful selection of rotating seasonal vegetables that I don't have to like invest energy into. uh, It's just another one of these bases where something something that I didn't realize was an issue, I think is being changed and made just way simpler and easier on me. You are never taxed by the restraint required when you go to the place where you could also have ice cream. (laughs) The the (laughs) opportunity for that to be relieved has never, never existed. Two little changes in the, in this, in this multiverses decision tree (laughs) and you're eating ice cream. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, 
And then the notion that you take resentment back to the vet, <laughs> like when you open the fridge, you're like, God damn it, you, you're not ice cream. Right. And then <laughs> you could be donuts. You could be donuts. Not only that, you're like a floppy carrot because I didn't eat you fast enough. And now you're you're right. guilty. You're angry. You're resentful. <laughs> you're disappointed in yourself. <laughs> and then you end up eating the ice cream and then the carrot continues to spoil. But we're not having that problem all of a sudden with the box. And it, I'm not generally like none of this is I'm not like consciously looking in the fridge and freaking out of vegetables. This is my hypothesis. But uh something has we've my wife and i have both commented on this many times something has shifted psychologically with vegetables and i'm only delighted by the vegetables in the kitchen now i'm excited about them we constantly comment on how pretty they are that they're out there where we we're eating more of them we're eating more of them with less resistance uh it's it's very strange <laughs> <laughs> with less resistance i don't want to eat my vegetables i still eat ice cream don't get me wrong yeah i mean I, like and that's it so do you think to what extent is that experience of the vegetables made possible by the notion of your like is it impacted by your remoteness or is this a thing that like if you had to go back to an office you still it's like i would be using that in my well, life it, uh, just vegetables at the I'd house. I for sure still be using it in my life, uh, but it kind of it kind of fits in more naturally this way, right? I'm I'm home to get packages during the day, which is nice because uh, packages go missing in an urban environment, right? It, there's there's right UPS uh, or not UPS uh, Amazon boxes are well identified and it's easy to to go up and snag them. So I still occasionally have packages disappear, but. Uh, that's such a that's a good one because this is super small and super unimportant. But when stuff gets delivered to my home, I'm there to get it. Uh, and that's that can be a real inconvenience, right? Like if you get something expensive, like uh, I I have had to uh, get a bunch of new computers for people that I work with recently, and they have to sign for them because computers are really expensive and no one wants to eat the cost of that walking off. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Having a laptop delivered, right? Like you have to be there to get that for sure. Cause it's an expensive device. Um, like there's a friction in the fact of leaving the house all day and then coming back in that. Like sometimes these packages go right. disappear, go missing. Right. Yeah. So even just being there to receive the vegetables changes right. the experience of the, the vegetable. Well, getting, there's while taking away the piece that, is hard which is like why not do it i you know, i don't need that much choice in my life anyway i, I don't like the, the vet the <laughs> delivery being home to take a delivery is a good example of one of the dozens of things that come from working at home that just seem silly and trivial that's that's pretty trivial right that i'm here to grab a package whatever okay two seconds uh or let's be more explicit i'm trying to be more explicit with my language uh a few minutes I get up, I go to the door, I answer it, I grab a package, or I just ignore it and I, I go get it in a few minutes, right? Uh, bring it in, put my vegetables away. Five minutes later, the, the fresh vegetables that were just delivered are put away. Or I pick up the computer and I, I know that it's safe and I can start using it right away. Um, there are dozens of things like this that seem really trivial. Like, for instance, doing the dishes. Uh, it becomes so much more convenient to be able to spend five minutes doing the dishes at some point during the day when when it's like time when it when I'm just out of dish space in the dishwasher then to have to wait when I get home at 6 p.m. 6:30 p.m. and then have that like running while I'm living and trying to relax I just I fill the dishwasher for 5 minutes at 12:36 p.m. in the middle of the day and it's just clean at the end of the day so there's a whole lot of that stuff that stacks up that really is not particularly distracting once you figure out how to work that into a work day, uh, but makes your entire life just dramatically better. And, and, it, and it sounds silly to say like picking up a package in the middle of the day or loading the dishwasher in the middle of the day uh, would be so dramatic, but they add up so fast. And look, keeping a home operative, especially once you have children, like it just requires management. There are things you have to do that you don't, you know, you don't want to, you, no one wants to do their laundry, but like, it's got to get done. And so, you know, the structure where you go to the office and you get whatever you get out of that. Right. And then at the end though, you still have to tack on this stuff. I think it's why in the notion of traditional home, 
you do have one partner who kind of stays yeah. at home and sees to, you know, like once you have three kids. Absolutely. You know, it, it, like it's interesting that when we talk about the benefits for you, you, you end up in the space frequently of like, but I can be on a call and do the dishes in some context because I'm just listening mm -hmm. in or something. Or, you know, I can, I can have a block in the day where it's like, oh, I'm going to take care of house things and just not think, not, you know, not be on a meeting for work, listen to a podcast, take care of like, you know, listen to a book for book club and right. take care of stuff around the house. And it's just a different thing, but it it's perfect for being stuffed in at one yeah, o'clock. You know, like you can't right. do that if you're at an the office. Jot home and, and do some dishes and then go The conversation back. we've had a lot recently because <laughs> we've been we've been wrestling with as our business is growing and and you need policies and organization and, and rules and stuff around companies, right? Because it's a it's a bunch of random people in, in some capacity. You literally have so, to have them. Like in yeah, some cases, it's, like legal, it's, it's right. required by corporate and law. So like as we talk HR about that stuff in the context of, of our team being pretty much all remote, uh, many people working from home, many people working from work workspaces like you do, uh, a few people at a, at a shared office. Um, it's totally different how people function. And so there's this trade-off in, at least in our culture right now, where uh, people can do other things during the day and, and I expect them to, and I hope that they take advantage of that. Um, but you're also kind of trading off like availability, right? And I don't expect people to be available on the weekend, but often they just are and it's convenient and it's, it's sort of a trade-off because they know, Hey, I disappeared for a few hours in the middle of the day the other day to go do whatever the hell I wanted. Uh, cause I wasn't feeling like working right then, or I was in the middle of a project or I was waiting on something from somebody else or, uh, I was tired and needed a nap or I needed to go to the doctor and who cares, right? That it, it becomes, there's this trade-off in your life where you are engaged in work a little more uh, because it's unavoidable. But at the same time, your personal life is engaged. Uh, your, your work life is engaged in your personal life a little more, but also your personal life is engaged during your work life a little more. So you're balancing stuff in a way that, that once you get familiar with it, I think it just, it just it just seems to work a little more fluidly. Yeah. I mean, I think there's weird aspects. Like how do you get the culture piece in there? Like how do you get those accidents? But I think that the chasing those accidents is this like 10 top 10, top 20%. You can get 80% of the value of a, a team, you know, with remote work. If you, you know, uh, handle certain things in a sort of system. I think way. you get, I think, you know, with the right type of stuff, I think you get you way have, more productivity, right? Cause you, like I deliberately, you are involved in, we essentially do like, the, I guess, fireside mm -hmm. chats is what they would call them. Right. But it's like, we do a podcast essentially, but also the team asks right. questions, uh, but yeah. it ends up being that type of conversation, yeah. very engineering conversation. But I think part of it is just trying to get those accidents, um, of conversation out, you know, these hallway style podcasts, I think are you know, it's a relevant thing, right? Like, let's, how would you talk about this if we were just in the hallway and going, yeah, so I like, I got this thing <laughs> eating my brain. So that's remote working. Did we cover everything? Almost certainly everything. not. <laughs> All the things. Did I say a thing in my personal life? I don't think I did. I don't think you, you um, did not. <clears throat> how do you balance your work, work life? Uh, it's, it, I think the biggest thing and part of that part, part of this is structural. Like my gym is in the building where the WeWork is and it has created a, you know, like the possibility of just cutting out a couple hours to go to the gym and work out in the middle of a day in a weird way, which has been, it's always been a thing I've done, but without commuting, it's way, it's even way more efficient because it's in the building, but I don't know how many people could replicate that. It's just sort well, of that happenstance of my local scenario. That brings up a great part of the, a huge part of this conversation that we didn't get into. This has been kind of a very personal, like how do we deal with working remotely? How do we handle our teams and how do we handle our personal lives? There's a huge conversation here. That's really important. I just want to mention it. Uh, cause as I think it's important for the world right now, there's a, there's a, global health component to this too right and there's a and i mean that physically spiritually uh economically uh productivity wise gdp wise there's a lot of stuff we do right now that is specifically or built around this 
uh, kind of historical culture of people commuting to a job um, that is very damaging. And there's an opportunity now to look at this and, and see the last uh, 20 years of a very public outspoken conversation and exploration in this type of business and see how we can apply that intelligently more places uh, to free up resources, to free up time for people to allow them to have a, a more fluid relationship with their jobs and their coworkers. Like literally resources. Like the, me, if I, I walk to the office most times or I ride my one wheel thing, <laughs> which is, you know, low grade runs on electricity, fairly efficient way to do that thing. You know, like I'm surrounded by people that are taking, you know, that itself weighs two tons, like, you know, a few miles across the city and burning dead dinosaurs to do it. Like there's just aspects of this that are like <laughs> hours it, of yeah, burning, this, it, burning dead dinosaurs to move a hundred pounds. It's, it's just, right. it's silly. There's so much that comes from that. And, and this is not an easy problem to solve. There's a, there's a lot that has to happen, but I'm really happy that I have experience in this space. And I, I really want to bring, I want to bring this experience to as many people as possible. And I don't necessarily, I don't think I'll always work from a room in my home that's down the hall for my family. I miss working in a physical space. I hope someday I'm in a job where I get to turn wrenches again at some point. So there's a lot of other stuff going on. I, I um, But there's, there's an aspect of, of everything that we've talked about today that that absolutely should be integrated where it can be, when people want it to be, when it makes sense. Uh, and it could be much more prolific in the world. And I, I think it would bring a lot of benefit to people. Uh, I just, I, I can't imagine there are very many people that once exposed to this wouldn't, wouldn't say, uh, this, this was, this is great. And when it's, when it's appropriate, I want more of it. Um, right. and, and there aren't a lot of people I've talked to who have made that transition who don't see that benefit. So, um, it's just an exciting place. More, more people book. should talk about working remotely. Working remotely, easy title. On working remotely. Uh, on working don't remotely. Get that on. Where there does that come go. from, and why do we do that? Um, we both wanted to do it, and I don't know anything about it. I don't remember. It's just an affectation we committed to is early that, on, and I like I it like still. It. it sounds old worldy. Is it? <laughs> is it like an old philosopher's thing? Uh, it's more like natural world. Just structurally, and this week, Adam and Brian on. <laughs> It's Title. like almost pretentious, which is uh, where I like to ride, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> right on the fence. Al almost pretentious. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it is. Maybe it's over the uh, line. Who knows? The thing is, I can't possibly beat the outro on the scientific method episode that we, I literally have how perfect that ended up being in, in our oh, in I don't think head. I've finished the last few minutes. It ended, us, it ended up with us going, well, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> and then the theme song hits. They don't know. <laughs> It's perfect. Ah, we probably don't anyway, know what we're talking about here either. So if you want to end thank with that, you that's cool. for, yeah, well, thank you for joining us for this particular romp. And thank you as always to our supporters who throw us as little as a buck a month to help with the, uh, the little bit of tech lifting that it takes to keep this thing uh, running. Uh, if you want to jump in and help out there, you can go to support.zengineeringpodcast.com. Otherwise, thanks for ha hanging out. This is Engineering Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Brian. Stay stoked, everybody. They don't know.